The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Welcome to episode 28 of the Prosperity On Air podcast. I'm your host, Paola De Vescovi, and today is the last day of 2019. I don't know about you, I'm quite happy that this year is coming to an end. It's been uh, quite a demanding year as far as I'm concerned. I cannot say negative at all. Life is about you know, ups and downs and uh, challenges and sometimes these challenges are very exciting and at other times they are more demanding. And to me, uh, 2019 has brought about more demanding challenges than exciting ones. So I'm really looking forward to more exciting challenges and a lighter energy in 2020 from what I heard from the astrologers about uh, the the transits that um, will characterize the new year. Uh, The energy is certainly going to be lighter. It will be a year of transformation. And so I'm really looking forward to it. My guest today is uh, Marta Ceccato. Uh, Marta is a um, an online marketing and social media consultant. She has a proven track record of helping multi-million dollar brands build effective marketing strategies to drive growth. After spending 15 years working with brands like Johnson & Johnson, PayPal, King, Tesco, etc. Marta founded Sapiens Media Coaching with the aim of developing entrepreneurs harness the power of online and social media marketing to grow their business without breaking the bank. If you noticed, the episodes that we recorded in November focused very much on going within, getting in touch with your inner uh, soul, your the inner part of yourself to be able to understand your desire, your needs, your values and to be able to listen to your intuition. In December, the episodes were more focused on becoming visible, on making your voice heard, on letting people know about who you are and be found by your clients. And today's episode with Marta concludes, if you want, this series on becoming visible using social media and online marketing. And we will focus especially 
on social media and online marketing for those of you who are just starting out. So the topics that we will be covering, like defining your ideal clients, um, about the steps you, you need to um, to consider when you are just starting out about being able to still drive organic traffic that is without having to pay for advertising uh, traffic to your website and also the possibility of uh, outsourcing those parts of your business that you don't particularly like or that are taking too much of your time to somebody like Marta, even if you're starting out and you are on a budget. So I think this is really an ideal episode to conclude 2019 and to start 2020. So for those of you who are thinking about launching their business creating their business in 2020, I'm sure that you will find this episode very useful. Today's episode is sponsored by my brand new membership group coaching program, the Prosperity Hub that is starting in January. And I must say I'm very proud of this uh, of this program uh, because it makes it possible for me to finally achieve um, a goal that was very dear to my heart, that has always been very dear to my heart, that of making coaching really available and affordable even to uh, those people who cannot afford to pay for very expensive programs, including mine. So all the information about this program are in the show notes of this episode. So I don't want to take too much of your time telling you about the program. Just I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to starting with the first masterclass in January that is about to, you know, really taking your prosperity in your hands. Um, And without any further ado, please read the information in the show notes of the episode and let's move to my interview with Marta. being here with me it's a double pleasure because of what you do and now you will tell my audience you will briefly introduce yourself but we are both Italians Mm -hmm. so it's a double pleasure for me to have you here on the podcast thank you thanks a lot um yeah it's a pleasure for me thank you so yes can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself what you do how you ended up in London mm-hmm. yeah so just okay. briefly introduce yourself um, I'm a social media and online marketing consultant I mainly work with small businesses and like entrepreneurs um, I help them harness the power of digital marketing um, to grow their business online without feeling overwhelmed 
Um, as you said, I'm Italian. I've been in London for almost 20 years. I got here after my university, just wanted to stay here for a bit. And then actually, I really loved it. Um, the opportunities also, you know, I came over with a basic English and I started working at McDonald's. I was also working as a nanny. And then from there, really motivated by the fact that I didn't want to go home. Uh, my parents weren't ag were against me going to London. So I really wanted to show to them that I could make it on my own. Um, I just, you know, got into my first office job. And then from there, I got into marketing. My background was no marketing. So really, um, I came, I studied. I wanted to be a translator. So when I was in Italy, my degree was all around languages and translation. Um, and then when I got here, I actually took a different path and I started with online marketing. One thing you probably don't know that I have been and still am in a way a conference interpreter uh -huh. for 26 years full time. So we also have this in common. Yeah. Not only we are Italians, but also we share the love for languages mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and, and helping people communicate, mm -hmm. basically. So what did you, how did you get into this business? It was actually by chance. As I said, I came here, I was working at McDonald's and I was a nanny and um, I didn't have a background in marketing. And uh, I actually applied for a role in a startup that then was acquired by Google. And they were looking for someone that could speak languages. So that's where my, you know, my background, my studies helped me. And then that's, a, that's how I started and I got into marketing. It was mainly mobile marketing. It was early stage. It was really hard to explain to people and also myself understanding how everything was working. Um, but yeah, then from there, I loved it. So I carried on, I, you know, got a certificate in, in, in marketing. And I just started working with like multi-million dollar brands. And um, yeah, 15, yeah, 15 years after, I'm still in the same sector and I still love it. Uh, yeah, and still loving it. Yeah. So this is what is important. All right. So uh, digital marketing is a very broad uh, field. Mm -hmm. So can you tell my audience exactly what it implies? Um, well, as you said, it's broad and there are, you know, different channels and different ways. Uh, it could be email marketing, social media, uh, video advertising, or just the uh, social media advertisers. So there are different aspects of marketing, but, you know, uh, one pillar is the strategy. So really understanding your ideal customers and uh, what the goals, what are the goals that you're trying to achieve. And then is you know, implementing and selecting the right tools and platforms um, and then measuring and just, uh, you know, making sure that you are achieving your goals. So I think, you know, despite there are different aspects and different ways of doing it, the three pillars are the same across all channels. Okay, just, you know, inspired by what you just said, um, one of the most uh, difficult things that I can see in my, in the clients that I'm coaching uh, and the clients I'm coaching for their business, okay, mm -hmm. is, understand, is understanding and have clarity about their ideal client. Mm -hmm. So how do you help your clients get this clarity? Because I imagine that also as far as you are concerned, there's, you know, they come to you and there's a little bit of confusion. They yeah. tend to be 
you know, very broad. They want to, you know, reach everyone and things, you know, don't work very well when you are trying to be everything for everyone. Yeah. And I think, you know, the first thing is, as you said, you're trying to reach everybody and you don't reach any, you reach nobody basically because then your message is not right and you just, it gets diluted. I think for me, it's, it's always about, you know, first, especially if you're like a coach or somebody working in the service industry, it's like, who do you want to work with? Like, because at the end of the day, you will be in contact with these people um, quite a lot. So it's really important for you to define what type of customer would you want to work with? You're not selling them, if you're not selling to them something then like, you know, as I said, if you're in the service industry, the best thing is to start with, who do you want to work with? And then is like, you know, who can afford to pay for your services? Again, you know, I think a lot of people find the mistakes, you know, you're not running a charity, you're running a business. So despite you want to help people, uh, you still need to think about, you know, do these people can afford to pay me for my services? And then is, you know, who can benefit the most from your services or products? So I think these are the three most important questions you should start with. And then from there, you know, I've got like a full questionnaire and it's all drilling down and just understand, you know, who these people are, what they do, where they hang out. And uh, so that you can really, and you can really understand how to reach them with the right message. And you can have a business where you have different ideal customers. It's just making sure that, you know, um, you have the right channel in place and the right messages, depending on who you are targeting. Um, I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, even when they choose their social media channel, they say, oh, I choose Facebook because that's the platform where I feel more comfortable. But at the end of the day, um, if your ideal client is not on Facebook, there is no point in you spending a lot of time doing live videos and blog posts. So yeah, it's really about who who you want to reach and work with. You said one thing that is very important and that I, I think it is, also very important to um, to stress this. You may have different ideal clients, mm-hmm. of course. So how, what, what do you suggest your clients? For example, I may have, you know, different types of clients that I want to, to reach. Let's say, you know, I, I mainly work with women entrepreneurs, but, you know, I also work with men. Although my... Um, my main uh, clients are women, entrepreneurs. I also have men. And I may have uh, different messages for them. I may have also different programs or services, you know, some services that are really customized for women and broader services where, you know, that speak also to men. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest to your clients? Are you sending out these messages at the same time? Or would you advise them, you know, to maybe promote your services for one type of client mm-hmm. and the other at different times? What is your suggestion? It all depends on your business priorities, you know. And for example, if you're launching a package that is specific to female, then you will focus your effort and resources on that. You know, a lot of people I work with, they, they are like uh, sole entrepreneurs. So they really need to focus. So it can become really hard when you are going after two type of clients because it means that you might have to write two type of posts. You have to, you know, there is 
it's double work basically and it can be really distracting so i think that's why as i always you know what's your business goal is at the moment are you promoting a new program so who is the target audience for that program and focus on that um because otherwise it becomes really challenging especially when you work on your own and you do everything by yourself so i think it's, it's really important to understand what you what you're trying to achieve and what you want to uh, sell or promote at that time. Okay, let's assume that, you know, um, a person who's starting out, so it's, you know, in the startup phase, they, they have, you know, um, an idea what they want to do and they are starting, you know, to build up their website and organizing their business. And of course, the marketing, they already have, you know, in mind the products or services that they want to sell. Uh, what do you suggest your clients to begin with in terms of, you know, online digital marketing for mm -hmm. their business? Um, well, once they've done all the homework, which is, as again, as I said, identify <laughs> the ideal clients, and, you know, that's my initial step. I think it's really, as I said, especially if you are on a, you've got a small budget, um, there are a lot of organic ways of bringing clients in. And you don't have to start investing money on paid advertising, as you said, is, you know, it would be uh, creating content, leveraging your network. You could have like interviews on somebody's um, Facebook page, or you could have like even going, I've a lot of the time people forget about their offline network and how they can leverage that to get online. You know, you might know people who are running online communities or they got big like presence on LinkedIn. You can, you know, promote each other. So there's a lot of ways of also Google has got a lot of free tools that small businesses can use and really try to get the awareness out about your business, what you do, who you are, who you are helping, and then, you know, moving more towards about what you're selling. Um, so I always say, you know, leverage all those organic and three ways of, getting uh, known and getting people to know what you do before you start investing money um, and build up a really, uh, you know, I would say warm leads. So people there, you know, you are then able to convert um, into paying customers either through paid advertising um, or just, um, just for example, newsletters and things like that. Uh, Martha, we more or less, we started our online business is the same, mm -hmm. the same period of time that is about nine, 10 years ago. Um, and things have changed enormously. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first started the um, organic traffic and therefore publishing content um, was the way to go because mm -hmm. there went so many people mm -hmm. and so many businesses already online and promoting themselves online so things have certainly changed over the years so my question is is this organic way of doing things and for my beginner audience organic means that you are doing this without paying for mm -hmm. traffic or advertising so is this organic way of doing things and publishing content is it still working? Yeah, I think it is. You know, you just need to be consistent. As I said, I always said there's more than enough business for, for everybody out there. And we are all so different. You know, even if we offer the same services, it could be my personality could fit 
you know, better certain type of customers. Um, so I think, you know, it does work. You need to be really consistent and you, you know, even when you publish content, always think about, you know, are you publishing content on somewhere where your ideal customer is, you know, um, and leverage all channels, podcast, video, you know, written content. There is so much more that you can do nowadays. You do, do like so many, there are so many formats out there that really, uh, I think it's just, we got more opportunities across different platforms. Uh, one concern that maybe um, somebody in the startup phase mm -hmm. may have is, you know, yeah, I understand that I cannot do everything uh, on my own by myself. Also, because I'm not an expert in everything. I may be an expert in my field. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at what I do, but I don't know anything about, you know, copywriting and marketing and promoting myself and many other things. But one concern may be, you know, if I want to outsource maybe the marketing part, it's a cost. Mm -hmm. So what can you say to somebody who has this kind of concern? Um, well, obviously, it, you know, there is a cost, but I think if, if you're serious about your business, you need to have a marketing budget. Um, as I said, to start with, we can start with free channels and as a, you don't need to have a website. You don't need to have really sophisticated things out there. You could start with a Facebook page and then like a Google, my business profile. It all depends on how you're serving your clients. Um, but then if you really want to scale and reach more customers, you have to invest money in, in marketing. I mean, it's, it's just the way it works. If you really want to scale, if you're serious about your business. So it's, it's something that, you know, you need to, it's just like, like training. It's the same thing. You need to plan for it and you need to have some, some budget set aside for, for marketing. Uh, so if I have to start today, what would you advise me to focus on? Um, well, it depends, yeah. Your, yeah, it depends on your goals, you know, I would say don't go and spend thousands of pounds in like building a website and uh, having all these fancy things and all these templates. Um, if you're missing the basic, I will say be really clear on who your target customer is and be really clear on your goals and be focused. Um, and everything else can come after. You can then build a website later on and you can get a copyright. I mean, stuff like the website and the copyright, I see those as a long-term investment. So it's a, you spend money and then you got an asset. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's worthwhile waiting until you got the money and you can do, you know, you can have a great site that then you can leverage for years to come. So. What, what do you love most about, you know, helping your clients? I think it's, um, you know, it's because I've been working with a lot of, you know, big brands and I've been working closely with Google and Facebook. And I know that they don't invest time and effort on helping smaller businesses because they don't see as much return of investment as they see with big brands. And so for me, it's really being able to, to help those smaller businesses, enable them. And also sometimes like, you, you see that, there's a lot of things they are not aware of and a lot of free tools they could use. So really the satisfaction to see them getting more comfortable, more familiar. Um, you know, they're all the stuff I do is I do them for you, but also I do only the strategy phase and I coach them. So then when they go on like sites like Fiverr, 
um, they know what to ask for. So I know a lot of people that have spent money and they got nothing in return. So it's really educating them so they know, uh, you know, what expectations to set and what to ask for. So, yeah. Well, I can imagine that you, you know, uh, you have been and you are still are very satisfied when you see your clients' success, mm-hmm. of course, and you contributed to that success as well. But is there, you know, a, a client, a project that you particularly loved? Um, do I have a favorite client? <laughs> I think in general, as I said, they are... Not in terms of your favorite yeah. client, but just, you know, the project that maybe because it was the most challenging one. Yeah. So you felt particularly, you know, fulfilled and rewarded when it finally, I don't know, something that, you know, it was really important to you. Um, I think, you know, because I'm... Um, I get so involved with my clients and with what they do. And I get involved from the beginning. I've got a lot of clients that are like starting from scratch. And so all of them are like, you know, for me, they are successes and I love all of them. And, and, you know, whenever I work with a client, I always make sure that we are in line in terms of value and I see myself working with them. So that's why for me, all of them are successes and all of them are like stories that I remember. And when I see them and I see, oh yeah, they have applied my, you know, my instruction and my suggestions, I'm like, I'm actually satisfied. So you feel a partner of your client? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's how I position myself, you know, for me, it's like, you know, for me, their business is my business. When I work with them, I really like want them to succeed. So I know myself, how hardest to pay somebody to do something for you so that's why for me it's really important to build that trust and relationship and making sure that they feel comfortable i'm just you know telling them what is best for them yeah you 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 mentioned a very important word which is trust Mm -hmm. so when you establish this trust whatever you do for your clients is a magic ingredient uh, yeah opinion because you know you can do what you can do best and they can totally rely on you that you are taking care of that part of their business and they don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. yes, yes, this is. And I'm, and I'm the first one to say if there is something they cannot deliver, I'm the first one to say I cannot do this, but I can recommend you or I can be your point of contact and I'll just use my resources or my, all, you know, I've got a network of people that are like really good at other things so yeah i'm the first one to say no i cannot deliver i wouldn't like take the money and then i'll just deliver something that is not high standards or high quality yeah yeah amazing um what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received i think is perfectionist kills success (laughs) i'm a perfectionist myself and uh, sometimes i you know, I feel less than before, but sometimes I spend so much time, you know, even like when I do my posts, my things, so much time, make sure that everything is aligned, everything is, you know, um, perfect. And that means that to do something takes me more time. And sometimes you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, it's too late now. It's no point. So yeah, I think sometimes it's better to go out with whatever you got and then you adapt it and change it and change it rather than sitting on it for like weeks and then you don't deliver anything so yeah i think and i think uh, 
talking in a two mind actor, a lot of people have got the same issues. Just one of my mentors says you first jump and when you jump, the net will appear. No, Mm -hmm. which of course it, it can also be applied to perfectionism. I mean, you just have to get out and let, you know, the world know about you and your business, even if, you know, the cope is not perfect, the website is not perfect, the picture is yeah. not perfect. Um, but you always have time to tweak it and to yeah. improve it. But, you know, if you sit there and you don't let the world know about you, you will not have clients, you and you are you don't have a business yeah yeah it's basically like running a circle where it's like you know you don't have the money so you cannot pay somebody to do it better than what you have done so yeah 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 yeah, it's true uh you know the name of the of the of my podcast is prosperity on air and you know that Mm -hmm. you know i speak everything about prosperity so Success is part of that. So my question is, what does success, but also what does prosperity mean to you? I think it's feeling happy and being happy with what you're doing, where you are. Um, You know, and I always think that if you're happy, then everything will come in abundance. Um, So yeah, I think it's, for me, success is feeling satisfied and thinking like I'm doing something that I love doing. And, you know, every morning I get up and I'm really happy about, you know, what's, what's ahead of me. So, yeah, that, that's for me what success is. You know, some people will say it's money, but, you know, at the end of the day, money doesn't buy happiness. You, you know, we know about it. So um, it might make your life a bit easier. But I think if you're happy, then a lot of good things will come to you. And um, so, yeah, I think that it's, yeah. it's really important. So if you had a magic uh, ball and you were able to maybe go back in time mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, be able to speak with your younger self, what would you advise her? Hmm. I think it's be more confident. Um, I think because of my background, I, will, I was brought up in a way where like, you know, it's, uh, it's quite in a protective family. And as I said, I struggled to get to London. My parents didn't like it. And uh, I've never been really confident because it's like, okay, it's your task to be good at school. And there is no reason to go and shout out, you know, that, you know, you've done this and that. And always about, you know, keep quiet. So I think uh, that really affected a bit my confidence. And, and you know, as I've grown up and, uh, you know, qualified as a coach would also have me and to, you know, acquire that confidence and also think every time now that I do something, I maybe think about, oh, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be so loud about it. Or, you know, I, was, I always ask myself, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Um, just go for it, you know, try it. So, you know, it's, even if it's an error, you will learn something from it and uh, next time you will avoid it. So I think, yeah, I think it's just go for it. Just do it, you know, and just be confident. Um, you know, there's nothing there. So. And follow your passions and dreams. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like, um, sometimes we like, we feel like we have to follow a path and, you know, you just, you have to break free and do what you really want to do. And feel happy. 
Yeah. And uh, what is the message that you would like to leave our listeners with? I think it's uh, never be afraid to break the mold and do something new. Um, because if you don't try, you don't know what you know you could have achieved, and you don't want to be regretful. Um, as I said, always ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And Marta, where can our listeners uh, find out more about yourself and what you do? Uh, well, um, I've got a website, which is www.sapiensmediacoaching.com. I've got, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Sapiens Media Coaching, uh, Sapiens Media on Twitter. And then I've got a group on Facebook, which is Online Marketing Made Simple, where I just, you know, share tips, advice, updates on marketing, just to help those small entrepreneurs and business owners that want to get a bit more of uh, easy to apply advice. And you will find all the links to Marta's website and Facebook group and Instagram um, page uh, in the show notes of this uh, episode. So they will all be, um, you know, it, it will be easy to reach you just clicking on the links. Mm-hmm. And Marta is one of the amazing speakers at the Women Who Dare to Desire conference taking place in uh, on the 31st of January 2020 so come to the conference to know more about her her story if you happen to be in London the link to uh, register to the conference is in the show notes too and for those of you who are not in London it may be an opportunity to come and visit London and to go and be inspired by all the amazing um, speakers that I'm interviewing these days and, uh, you know, get to know more about them and really be inspired in your life and in your business. So, Martha, thank you again for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great talking to you. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in January. Likewise. I'm sure you found this episode very useful, especially if you are considering to start your own business or to take your existing business to uh, the next level in 2020. And if you already have a business, maybe, you know, you received uh, some uh, uh, insights uh, about maybe reviewing some of your services or your products or considering to uh, outsource uh, those parts of your business that maybe are more stressful or overwhelming for you to somebody like Marta who can do them better and maybe more easily. Having said that, I really want to take this opportunity to wish you from my heart a beautiful, successful, prosperous, lighter 2020 filled with everything that you really desire in every area of your life. So, as I said, this is the last episode uh, of 2019 uh, and We will have the first episode of 2020 in a few days, on Friday, actually. As you know, I'm interviewing uh, all these amazing speakers 
at the Women Who Dare to Desire conference taking place in London on January 31st, 2020. And since there are quite a few of them whose interviews I really need to broadcast before the conference takes place in January, I need to have two episodes a week. So we for the whole month of January, you will have two appointments with the Prosperity On Air podcast on Tuesdays and Fridays, leading to the conference. And then we will have a very special episode on the day of the conference itself. So once again, I really wish you all the best for 2020. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve and I will see you on Friday. Bye for now. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal.